listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. All right, welcome to a new episode of The 30. Joining me as always from Texas, Anthony Irwin. Before we hear from Anthony's, well, before you hear his lovely, lovely voice, let me remind you guys, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. And of course, check out silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers needs. What's going on, man? We haven't talked in like a month. Well, apparently over the last month, I've developed a lovely voice. <laughs> How about that? Kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a lovely voice at all, to be honest. But uh, I was trying to butter you up a little bit before we got started. No, I, it's, 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 been, it's been a while. You know, I think, I think overall, you know, as, as uh, um, apparently NBA players feel, I think both you and I made the right call in kind of stepping away as, as, as so much is going on throughout the country. Uh, it's, this is one of the, it's weird because you don't really acknowledge it as much in the moment, but when you really kind of take a step back, this is going to be written about in history books. Oh yeah. You know, this is, this is the kind of thing that, that when, you know, from everything involved here, COVID to the, the black lives matter protests to, uh, like legitimate potential police reform for the first time in really my lifetime, you know, you have all of these things going on. And, you know, I tweeted out one night, this was, this was, you know, maybe a couple, maybe last week or something like that. But I just said like one day Avery's going to ask me about all this and, and I won't even know where the hell to start. I don't, <laughs> I don't, it's just, it's, it's been fascinating. I, I think we made the right call and kind of taking a step back and, and letting the the world handle this. The, however, it felt like it needed to be handled. And, you know, I think we've seen legitimate progress here and I, I really hope it continues. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's funny when it, when it first started and I think it was kind of the, the perfect storm with, with happening with, with COVID and, and people not uh, having much to do. And, and the first time I looked at it, you know, grew up as a, as a minority as well, albeit in Canada where people think it's some like utopian society. It's not, let me tell you, there's, there's plenty of races, uh, racism issues in, in, in Canada. Uh, but I found that, you know, when, when it first started, and I don't, I don't know how much you know about hockey, but the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, their quarterback, their part of me, their captain is, uh, Jonathan Taves. And so I read an Instagram post that he put up and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, um, you know, at first when the looting and the, and the, and the kind of mini riots, I would say, were, were going on across the country, he was like, my, my first inclination was to ask, you know, what is this going to do? What, what good is this going to do going forward? And then he goes, and then I stopped to think about uh, my privilege as a white male and who am I to tell people not to be hurt and not to, not to want to have their voices heard. And he touched on that. And he said, you know, I think with the COVID, people don't aren't going about their busy lives anymore. And I'm referring to, you know, some white people. And I, I've, I've been at the marches in, in downtown L.A. and most of the people there are white people. And that's why for yeah. us, I think it's different. And th this is such a different movement than, than anything I've ever seen before, like you said, in my lifetime. And, um, you know, I was talking to my parents about it back home and they're like, yeah, this is, you know, they're, and they're in their mid sixties. And they're like, this is something that is totally historic. And, and while we're going through it, um, you know, I, it's all for the right reasons. We shouldn't all be equal and, and police shouldn't have the right to kill you and hide it up and not, you know what I mean? And not face any punishment yeah. for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to actually see all this going on right now. From from your perspective, how has it been handled over there in Texas? We had some we had, you know, some some pretty loud protests out here. The the, the some news was made nationally when a police officer shot a pregnant woman with the the with a rubber bullet gun. Uh and and you know, that was obviously a 
awful situation and a bad decision, in my opinion, on the part of the police officer. And, uh, you know, I live out here. I'm basically a half hour, maybe about 40 minutes, depending on traffic some days uh, from downtown Austin. So out here in the in the burbs, it's been really quiet. I honestly my 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 context on this, I don't really have much to add other than, you know, my experiences. I've, I've said this on Lockdown Lakers and um, I've I've kind of alluded to it over the years, but I I. Before I started writing about sports, I came, I grew up, or I came up in, uh, in the working class as as a uh, PR. I was like, I forget what my title is, was like some kind of account executive or some crap. Uh, but one of one of our our clients were actually uh, police departments. We worked with uh, Fullerton PD at the time of the Kelly Tom- Kelly Thomas murder, uh, and we worked with uh, Anaheim PD around that same time frame and you know, to, to see kind of up close, uh, some of the issues that a lot of these police departments are, are dealing with right now or reconciling with, uh, was, was really interesting. And now to, you know, as people are talking about, well, what can be, what can be done? Do we need to completely dismantle these police departments? You know, the, the whole defund, um, the police notion, right? has been an interesting one to 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 watch the conversation around that and you know with with I can't really add much in terms of like the protests and stuff like that but I you know I I have a pretty informed opinion on on some of the actual matters here regarding the police and to see how productive this conversation has been uh you know especially over the last week or so when you know far less energy was spent on clutching pearls over burning targets. Uh, you know, I think in in the last week or so, people who've actually really started to stop and think like, all right, what's what's going on here? Or what can actually be done? And and talking about, you know, taking some funds away from police departments and, and investing more in mental health experts that can that can uh, handle some of these cases and, and not make such a broad spectrum of what it is police officers are asked to do. Like what? Just watching all this kind of take place from the vantage point that I'm privileged enough to have, uh, it's it's been really, really inspiring. Frankly, it's it's been it's been fascinating. I know you have really interesting context here from your perspective because you're in downtown LA as all of this is going on. You told me before we we went on the air about your rental car. Yeah, yeah, I'd rented a car, and this was the. This was well, two week, just over two weeks ago now, because it started about 16 days ago, and it was the Friday night. So my plan was rent a car. I, I, you know, there was nothing really open at that point. Things are starting to open up in, uh, in L.A. County kind of this week. I went, went out for dinner finally last night for the first time in months, but I was like, you know what? I'll take a drive down towards San Diego, hang out for the day. Uh, I came back home, parked the car outside in, in front of the building, which I've had to do since COVID started whenever I rent one, because the garage is closed, because there's, no, there's no, uh, nobody there. It's like a parking attendant, basically. Uh, with the coronavirus stuff, so I can't, and then I started getting text messages from people who live in my building, like, "Are you seeing?" So we went downstairs, and in front of the building, it was like a war zone, man. Like I'm talking mm. cops with the with the rubber bullets, tear gas, or not tear gas, like the flashbangs, whatever the hell it is to get Smoke get rid of the crowd. And... Yeah, and and every window on my street is smashed. My car is okay at this point, so I'm like, "All right, you know." And the cops are basically like, "Get back, everybody, get back into your buildings." Um, and so basically, they wouldn't even like we couldn't even go back outside. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I woke up the next morning and I remember going downstairs and I'm kind of closing my eyes as I'm walking out the door and I'm like, oh, please, please, please. Because I'm just thinking this thing, my car got torched. Like somebody, mm -hmm. somebody's, you know, they bent it in, kicked it in. I went out and just the driver and passenger side windows were broken. And I was like, oh, you know what? Cool. <laughs> that, that worked out for me. So it ruined my plans to go to Costco, go to Costco and, and get some things that I needed for the place. But um, after that, and you know, the Saturday, it got kind of crazy. And then the Saturday morning, uh, or pardon me, the Sunday morning, I went for a walk towards the historic core of downtown. Uh, which is near Broadway there, and and it was just the same thing. Every window was broken, and it was it was rowdy the first first couple of nights. But it's been a lot more peaceful um, over the last couple of weeks. They haven't been doing it as much downtown. I, I did see one earlier today, maybe with a couple of hundred people demonstrating, not close to what what we've seen before. But there was points last week where I would see groups of, and I I know I joined in with the, with the protesters, and I and I walked with them that um, you had you know maybe three thousand, four thousand people marching on the streets. Mm -hmm. So. It's been, uh, and, and I'm sure you've seen what's happening in, in Hollywood, especially where, where they're getting larger, larger gatherings there. But it's, um, it, it's, you know, and like I said, coming up as a, as a minority and, and, and reading about this stuff, I, I did my thesis on, on athletes and activism and how racism has been really ingrained in, the, in this country for a long time. Um, I do think it's a welcome, welcome discussion. And, and we're looking at, um, you know, you look at what happened with George Floyd and the, Ahmaud Arbery, like this, and I, and I, I say it to this, who people... Who I understand who are like, hey, the police shouldn't be, some police officers are good and some are bad. That's just, that's a fact. But when you're looking at um, how people are perceiving this, and I, and I try and do it like this with anything. I'm like, okay, let's strip away the fact that George Floyd was black. Let's strip away the fact that uh, Derek Chauvin was a, was a police officer and he was white and there was four other people there. A man lost his hands at the, lost his life at the hands of another man for no good reason. Right. And that's the, the crux of who cares if it's black, white, you know, brown, it doesn't make a damn difference. What, who's happening to what and who it's like, which way it's going. It's somebody got killed for no reason. If you don't find something wrong with that and you don't find that people in positions of authority have been getting away with murder for a long, long, long time. Sometimes the force is justified. I get that. But what we've seen and, and, and from what, you know, you know, we're in our 30s. So we, we've been around and, you know, we remember and I've seen these instances happen so many times in our lives. So it's good that we're finally having the discussion to say, how are we going to change this? Yeah. And, and, you know, to build on that point, you know, one of the conversations, especially while I was working there at these police departments, it was always, you know, well, why did why did you know when, when somebody gets killed by the police? the conversation gets to, you know, well, they were no angel, right? And yeah. in this case, you know, in the case of uh, George Floyd, it was, well, you know, he was committing forgery of a $20 bill. And, you know, what I what I always told the officers I work with, and then I come from a very conservative background, all my friends and family in Orange County, like I grew, I grew up in the city that Richard Nixon was born in, right? Oh, so right. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's one explain. of the most conservative <laughs> cities in the country. <laughs> And and, you know, when I would have conversations with people because I lean I, I look, it's impossible to, to avoid the political aspect of this. I lean liberal. I'll, I'll just I'll just say it. And yeah. and when uh, when, you know, when these conversations come up and, and you know, we get the, the comments of of whatever led to the moments where somebody lost their life, you know, my I always kind of say, all right, so. George Floyd was was being arrested and apprehended for forging a $20 bill is forging a $20, $20 bill. Is that punishable by death? Right. Um, the 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 argument is always when somebody gets shot, especially in the back. Well, why were they running? Well, running from police, running away from police is not punishable by death. Right. That's that's resisting arrest. And you get 
you know, either a, a tiny amount of jail time or whatever, but but it's it's not something that people get killed for. And, you know, I just keep on going down the line here of all these various situations and 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 what the initial case was for, what the initial arrest was for. And it really puts into perspective how wasteful that loss of life feels. Right. Mm -hmm. And and for, you know, as as these protests have gone on. It's been, like I said earlier, it's been inspiring. It's been it's been really cool to see people really coming around to that side of this conversation instead of going to the no pun intended uh, cop out of, well, you get a few bad apples here and there. But overall, the police uh, forces are made up of mostly really decent people. And, and in, instead of having those conversations end there, it's actually taken the step forward where. You know, we're seeing the police officers who watched Derek Chauvin uh, commit that murder. And those those police officers are now uh, accused of of, you know, essentially accessory to murder. Right. And yeah. uh, and we're, we're seeing this level of accountability here. And it just it comes from the conversation, you know, not not just being derailed with the fallacy or the cliche of the, the bad apples or whatever, because if you really want to roll with the bad apples thing, uh, one bad apples ruins a bunch, right? That's, that's how that cliche runs. So uh, if you were really want to stick to that as your cliche defense of police officers, it, it doesn't really hold much water. And, and now that we're really seeing the conversation evolve and progress in the way that it has, you know, to bring this back to the basketball that that we're we're paid to cover, it's it's really interesting to watch the conversation now take a step further and say, well, wait a second. Yes, the majority of cops, the vast majority of cops, even are good people, but if the actions of those bad apples are costing even relatively innocent people their lives. We can't just continue to have these bad apples allowed to operate with, free of accountability the way that they have for long stretches of, of our country's history. And, you know, watching that watching that conversation and, and, and you know, several cases taking part in that conversation and and, and having had this conversation for for long portions of my life. The, the 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 difference between the tone in that conversation now versus you know the last umpteen years hundreds of years uh that's that's why nba players are saying well wait can we keep can we keep this progress up if we don't play i now i i kind of disagree with the approach but it's not really for my for me to say i'm I'm half Mexican, but for all intents and purposes, I look like a white guy, I sound like a white guy. I've been treated for the vast majority of my life with, you know, a couple instances, outlier instances where I have been treated differently because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for 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 the vast for for so many people here to be sitting on the sidelines over the course of most of our history to now step in and support people of color. Uh, in their time of 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 desperation has been it's been so cool to watch it's it's the most american thing that maybe we've seen in the entirety of our lives yeah yeah you're 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 right on that and i think uh, you know touching on what you were saying a bit ago about um 
the, the policing and the, and, the, and the culture of it. I think that's where people have an issue with it, right? That it's like, okay, why are they allowed to get away with something a regular citizen could not? And the cover-ups and the lack of speaking out when an officer does something wrong. Um, and I'm not, listen, I'm not disrespecting. I know I have one of my close friends from back home, I played college basketball with him. He, uh, he is a police officer in Vancouver, but he always wanted to be a police officer. You get what I'm saying? Like he did criminology, he wanted to do this. He's like, I want to move up, I'm going to be a cop. And I, have, I know some other guys who got into law enforcement who were like, I have nothing else to do. I don't want to work in an office. It's not like mm -hmm. they're going there to serve the people. They're going there because they have nothing else to do. And it is kind of like a, a boys club locker room, right? And that's yeah. what, I think that was the problem people had with it. But, but you know, to, to get back to your point, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy that this many people are now talking about this issue. And, and, and race is now becoming something that isn't almost taboo to talk about. Yeah. And I think we, we, we grew up with that where it was like, oh, sh you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, don't bring it up. And uh, I grew up in a, in a, in a predominantly uh, white neighborhood. It was, it was very low income. Um, I had to face racism all the time. People would say things to me. And then, you know, when you get old enough to fight back, then they stop saying it. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I think a lot of people, uh, um, those, those times, it was, it's an awkward discussion to have. And I don't think it's, it's going to be that awkward anymore. And you're going to have people on the other side of the fence, which is fine. You know, the society and and the times will pass them by and, and they're not learning to adapt. So they'll, they'll see what happens. But I, I do think it's a wonderful thing. It, it's, it's crappy, the violence and, and what it's taken to get here. But at least we're, it's a starting point. And I think the fact that you're getting athletes, um, celebrities, uh, you know, prominent politicians, world leaders, everybody's speaking out on this, except for, of course, the president of this country. But everybody's yeah. speaking out on it. And I think that's where we're going to see um, a shift. Let's, let's get into the NBA stuff. Uh, we'll do that after the short break. All right, we are back. Uh, Anthony, jumping back into the NBA side of the, the BLM movement and, and Black Lives Matter. And, and, you know, they're supposed to be starting camp here coming up in the, in the next few weeks, um, aiming to start the season by late July. Some players now, and, and Kyrie Irving, we've heard D Dwight Howard mentioned that earlier with the Lakers, um, they're, are hesitant to, to go back and play because they don't want to take the message away from what's happening in this country right now. How do you feel about that? Like, what was your first reaction when you read that? Well, it's it's complicated. So... In general, it's not for white people to tell black people or, or brown people or whoever is protesting. It's not for the oppressors to tell the oppressed how to protest, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not, you know, that was always uh, what we ran into with, with Kaepernick. Is that like, okay, yeah, we, we all stand for equality, but just don't do it in front of the flag. And it's like, well, where, when, and how he does it, so long as it's peaceful, you, you don't get to make that a talking point. Right. Because uh -huh. all that does is it detours the conversation from where Kaepernick wanted it to go. So that's my first and foremost thing that I, I want known here is that I am not telling Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, any number of players who who really feel strongly about this, strongly enough to be willing to sacrifice their their income. Um, I am not going to participate in telling them how to handle this. I, I, I just don't think that's the right thing to do. That mm -hmm. said, I, I can't help but kind of disagree with the, the, the thought process here, right? Yeah. We, can, we can go, we could look through the history of sports and some of the country's largest steps forward took place because of things that athletes stood for on their various playing fields. The sports, quite frankly, is one of the only or, or maybe one of the largest platforms minorities have ever had mm 
to make their political statements and make their cries for help during injustices, during periods of injustice. And so, you know, for me, when I hear, yeah, we're thinking about not playing because we don't want to distract and, and really the world doesn't need basketball right now. I, I look, if that's, if that's what the NBA plans to do, if that's what they decide to do, then fine, you know, we got to see how it turns out. But, but also I just don't, I don't really see how taking away your platform, this thing that you have fought tooth and nail to have, right? To it takes a lot of work to play in the NBA. It takes a ton of work to play in 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 professional sports, and it takes a lot of a talent to 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 be able to play in in professional sports, and to kind of hamstring yourself by taking a you know by stepping off of your platform. I just don't know that that is how i would approach this i i don't know how, how when how, do you do you find yourself siding with Kyrie, or do you find yourself saying you know both these things can take place at the same time uh i'm you know what the funny part is i'm I, i'm kind of on the fence with it as well um mm -hmm. again i was going to say this who i'm not an african-american man i i don't know how much this means to individual people um, and how important it is. And, and, and so who am I? And again, it comes down to who am I to tell someone that, well, you got to go back to work, you know, whether you want to or not, yeah. it's like, if they don't want to go, they don't want to go now from a strictly a basketball standpoint. Um, I think that both could happen. I could see that, you know, the players are still talking and, but again, they're, they're, they're in one area there. Uh, they're not gonna be able to join the marches. Like we've seen guys like Russell Westbrook and, and, uh, other players, DeMar DeRozan be, be out and about, especially here in LA and Compton, they, they, they went out and hit the streets, but um, we haven't seen that. Uh, you're not going to be able to see that anymore. They're not going to be able to be activists from a bubble in Orlando. Uh, you're not going to have news, news helicopters flying over there because NBA players are marching in some sequestered area. It's just not going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. So I think some of them feel like they're going to lose their message. But And then you're also looking at it where you know Adam Silver has said, hey, we won't punish you if you choose not to. You're not going to get your paychecks, but we're not going to punish you. And then it, from a basketball standpoint, this is what I'm saying. Then it's like, well, that kind of cheapens everything up. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't if, if uh, you know De'Aaron Fox. I've heard from the Kings has said that you know he's he's a bit hesitant. Well, if he goes there, uh, he decides not to go, and the Kings team goes. Well, there goes their chances. You know what I mean? Um, mm. So I, I I don't know what the right answer is going to be here. From from what I have read, this is from earlier today. Uh, recording this on a Sunday, by the way. From earlier today, uh, Dwight Howard had said that he hasn't made a decision yet, but he's kind of leaning towards not wanting to go because of uh, everything that's going on. So I don't know, and, and I don't wanna, I'm not, I'm not trying to take a cop out here. I, I, I don't know, I'm not educated enough from, from, a, from a, a black man's point of view to tell him what's important with this and, and what isn't. Do I want the NBA to resume? Yes, it's, it's boring for us. Now, you know, not having anything in terms of uh, just entertainment, but there's obviously something bigger at play here which is more important. So um, it's a it's a tough thing for the league to navigate. And, and the NBA, I think this is the first time you're really going to see Adam Silver and his leadership tested in a way that um, everybody's not unified on what's going on. The NBA has done a great job of adapting, great job of being um, kind of at the forefront of the sports leagues to, you know, trying to impact and talking about social justice issues and, and racial inequality. But this is something like, what are you going to tell your players? Well, no, this is more important than, than your people. I, I don't know how the league is going to get away with that. Yeah, I, I don't when framed like that, right? When framed like, hey, we I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see NBA players forced to go to uh to work in Orlando, right? Like no nobody is going to force 
anybody involved in this to go and play in Orlando. If you don't want to play for, you know, any any reason on the spectrum from, you know, being concerned of uh, of your own personal health and the health of, of those around you. Remember with Dwight Howard, I believed he lost a mother of one of his children to uh, to COVID. Right. So, you know, that that probably terrified him that that probably going through experiencing that probably terrified him. And I can kind of see why he would he wouldn't want to go from a safety standpoint. And then, you know, as much as we as much as I can say that athletes have made some great statements and helped the country take huge steps forward uh, societally by, you know, making their uh, social statements on their various playing fields. Uh, You know, we still haven't progressed nearly far enough. Right. As evidenced by everything that's going on right now. So. Maybe a different approach is is kind of what's called for. But again, I, I just, you know, for for and then, you know, the other the other reasons like that, there are civil liberties that that might be being, you know, might get infringed upon when NBA players are told you have to abide this bubble uh, safety protocol and you can't you know, you won't have as much safety as the people around you in the state of Florida where they're going to be playing have all had. Right. And and so you have all of these you have all of these concerns, and and I think honestly, Jess, I I think you're absolutely right to just say I don't know I oh. I I, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the best solution here is moving forward, uh and and you know quite frankly from where I'm sitting, I'm not the person who should have any kind of a solution here I I am not myself a black person. I, I, you know, it's not for me to tell anybody how they should, how they should move forward. Now you also, you know, have to be aware, and I'm sure NBA players are, are aware of this, of what the ramifications of financial ramifications of not playing would be right. Not just this season, but in seasons to come, would the CBA get ripped up? Would, would owners, you know, uh, given the amount of money that was lost this year, uh, how would owners handle that in whatever future negotiations take place? And is, you know, if, if, if they do, you know, sit out and don't play, the other thing to keep in mind here too, is that like, there are going to be other sports. It's not like, like maybe the NBA winds up being a leader here and a league like major league soccer says, all right, we're also going to sit out. And I think baseball is so, <laughs> has their the owners in that league have so thoroughly screwed over the negotiations in that in that situation that that I don't think we're going to get baseball but you know the NFL is going to be coming up here in a, in a few months and I don't see any indication that the NFL would would not play right so the NBA says they don't want to be a distraction but there's going to be a distraction soon in the form of the NFL and then what Right. And 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 this isn't the kind of thing also like this is this is a problem, uh, whether it's racial inequality, police, uh, police reform, all of these things like these aren't issues that are going to be solved in a matter of months. So like, where where is the line here where you say, okay, we're comfortable getting back to playing now that we've seen enough progress made? Well, when when might that be? You know, there's no guarantee that that's going to be within the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, this is going to take a long time because, like you said earlier, racism is about as American as apple pie. Right. Yeah. And so 
I don't I don't know that that sitting out like if you say you're going to sit out now, well, then then when are you going to feel comfortable playing? So I, I like you said earlier, man, I, and I, I and, you know, I've used a lot of words to say the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's the I, I think that's the. The hard part is such an unknown. And, and one thing you just mentioned there, Anthony, is, is you know, when do we say, OK, we've accomplished it? I, I don't think I think it's immeasurable. I don't know uh, for yeah. five years, uh, 10 years, 20 years. We don't know. And um, and I understand people. And when I say people, I mean, basketball fans. And, and I'm sure some players are itching like, all right, let's let's get back to this, you know, and, and we want to yeah. get back on with our lives. And um, I understand that. But again, for me, it's like I said in the beginning of my my car rental windows getting smashed. I'm like, uh, well, you know, whatever, man, I got to sacrifice a couple of windows. Not really mine because I didn't own the car. But I'm like, you know, whatever. I wasn't, you know, you could I could have been mad. I could have been ir- I was just like, whatever, dude, it happens. Yeah. Uh, people people need to get their point across. And that's honestly how I how I took it. I didn't a bit, you know, I, I cleaned up the glass, took it back to Enterprise. And that was it. I was done with it. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's just a weird timing and, and, and everything is so uncertain right now. And we, you know, with the pandemic. So I, I, again, I mean, and I don't, I know it sounds like, well, that's kind of pointless for what you're saying, but it's like, it's so multi-layered that we honestly have to look at this as in a, we've got to wait and see and figure out what happens. We don't, we don't know. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say that somebody's um, inner beliefs, are not just on sports, but on life, like how it is for many of these African-American NBA players, um, I'm not going to say that it's more important that you're out there playing and entertaining me or, you know, you're going for a championship in your league. It, it's, I, I can't say that. So I think the league's going to be at a standstill here for a while. And the first thing I thought is I'm like, okay, of course it's Kyrie speaking out about it as he should. And this is one of the times where he should be listened to, not when he's talking about the earth being flat, but, mm-hmm. um, and, and when you're looking at, at how different players from different teams are handling this, cause let me ask you this, if, if, um, let's just say hypothetically, Three Lakers, right? I'm not going to say which ones. Just three Lakers are like, we're not going to go. This is more important for us. Like, do the rest of the players say, all right, we're going to go on our own? Or are they going to look at it and say, well, screw it. Then, uh, you know, none of us, if, well, either all or none. Like, how do you think they're going to handle that? Well, uh, I mean, I think it kind of depends on the player, right? Like, if I think if LeBron said, you know what? Fine. I think I'm going to sit out and and we'll wait to see if we can see the winds of change get to the point where we would like to resume the season then I think the Lakers kind of follow suit there. But, you know, with it being Dwight Howard or with it being Avery Bradley, potentially, those are the players that have been reported. I'm not just kind of pulling those names from a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it with it with it being those players I, I and, and with LeBron, like the thing here, the thing to keep in mind here, especially with the Lakers specifically, is that they have LeBron on the team and he has made a ton of progress for... African Americans all over the, the the country and especially in his hometown, um, while you know still playing basketball, right? Yeah. So so, you know I, I I don't I don't know you know with 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 LeBron specifically he's probably you know I don't know if he's gonna if he is talking to Kyrie I think it was reported that he wasn't on the call where uh, Kyrie was was really kind of speaking up for potentially not playing. Uh, but but whenever he has that conversation, you know, it's it's going to be pretty easy for LeBron, who has built a literal school, put together a literal school to further the education of black children in his hometown while playing NBA basketball. You know, it's it's probably going to be a pretty easy explanation from his standpoint. Hey, I, I've been able to do all this while I've been playing. I, I think we can continue both of these things here, too. 
And, you know, it's, it sucks because the inference here is basically people take athletes less seriously when they cease to become athletes, right? We care more about them because of the feel good they can bring the teams that we, that we root for than we do for them as human beings. But until that changes, you know, somebody like LeBron is probably going to say, guys, we, we would probably lose a portion of the message that we're trying to convey by not playing here. I, you know, we risk losing some of that. So uh, I don't, I don't, I think, you know, for the Lakers, I think if it, I, I think they would probably move, push forward, but you know, for the Nets with it being Kyrie Irving, he wasn't going to play anyway. So I don't, I think they would probably uh, move forward too. And, and, you know, on a team by team basis, depending on, who was really speaking up here, I, I think they would probably make the decision there. I, I think Kyrie is probably the most prominent athlete who uh, sits on his side of the fence. And with him not playing anyway, I kind of wonder if this is actually going to stop anybody from resuming the, the season whenever whenever they had previously scheduled it, you know, July yeah. 30th or whatever. Um, well, you know, one thing I was going to point out right now, we've been sitting here talking about this for over 30 minutes. It's like, we haven't even talked about the fact that we're dealing with a pandemic. <laughs> so never mind the fact that, yeah. you know, there's so many, it's, there's so many layers to the fact that, um, we don't know if they, how things are going to go when they come back. And, and like you're saying, it's, it's that, okay. We have the factor of what's going on with, with the players and, and, and how that's going to maybe, you know, um, maybe postpone or, or, or cancel things completely. And then you got the issue of, the pandemic, one player test positive. What happens to the rest of them? There's just there's so many unknowns. So let, let's wrap up on this one, Anthony, and, and give your honest take on this. Should they just say, you know what, screw it. Let's cancel the 2019-20 season. As unfair that might be to teams like the Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, um, who have legitimate championship contenders this year, and say, you know what, we're going to try and get 2020-2021 started on time in December. Hopefully we're closer to a vaccine by then. Hopefully it's back to normal by then that we don't have to discuss um, – and I'm not just talking about the pandemic, like how to have to have to discuss, you know, how we're going to keep players safe and they have to be away from their families. And then if you're looking at it at that point where, you know, the, the, the marches and the movements is still going on four or five, you know, three, four months down the line. I think that gives it enough time for things to get rolling where there's legislative changes where, you know, like you can start seeing laws enacted and, and, and you're actually going to see results where players might say, OK, they've got the ball rolling. We can keep talking about this stuff as the season goes on. But right now what's happening, it's kind of in motion now. So for, do you think they should ultimately just look at it and say, screw it, let's just wrap up the season and, and move on to next year? I have to cop to my biases here because I make my income off of sports, right? So <laughs> uh, if, if, you know, if I, if I don't, it's, it's borderline unethical of me to not start with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, even with that in mind, I still don't think, I still don't think they should cancel the season. I, I really don't, and it's be, it's be, it's for a couple reasons. For for one thing, canceling the season puts next season at risk. Like they, yeah, they, they they need they need to generate the revenue that they would from this season to get ready for for future seasons, right? How, how do you how do you handle free agency? Um, how do you you know? How do you handle the draft or how do you, you know, how, how do these players make their decisions for where they're going to go next without some kind of conclusion to this season? Yeah. Um, and then and, you know, also. I, I don't think 
I don't think the the problems that they're talking about, like the 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 solution, the end game to all of the reasons why they might not play, are so far off that I don't know if enough progress is going to be made in the time while they wouldn't be playing to not play. So yeah. you know, a vaccine. You ask anybody. I have I have my my, my best friend growing up um, is a far, uh, is is in um, pharmaceuticals and. and uh, he says, like, the vaccine, you know, at best takes a year from the start date of a virus to to be able to to figure out. And that's pushing it. Right. And yeah. he still like, he, he doesn't he doesn't think that we're going to get a vaccine in 2020. And uh, and there are all kinds of, of people, experts who back that up. So if you aren't willing to play or resume this season because of a lack of a vaccine, well, then that throws into question next season too, which would resume their saying in, in December, that throws that into question then too. So what was the point of not finishing this last one? Um, yeah. Same goes for the, the, the talk of police reform. And, and yes, we are seeing some legislat uh, legislative progress right in in minneapolis they've i believe voted you uh uh to disband that police department and 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 rebuild it again um and that that could be seen as 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 progress in and of itself but that's still going to take a ton of time and then while all that is going on you're going to have cities all over the country watching that to see how it goes to make a decision on what to do with their police department and you're talking for for change like that across the entire country you're talking like five ten years at the earliest yeah right? that's that's something that you if if what you're trying to fix is a cultural issue in police departments that's going to take a long time to 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 uh take you know chip away at those cultures that you're trying to change so yeah. uh i i just think because you know because we're so far off from the solutions or even the progress that NBA players might want to see here. I, I, I just, I don't know when you would resume if you're going to cancel the season. How about you? What, how do you feel about it? I, I, I thought about this and this is coming from a sports fan perspective. I'm with you as well right now to our industry in terms of sports media industry is in jeopardy. Um, I'm worried about that, you know, from a personal standpoint, but again, I'm not going to put my, my personal hardships or personal concerns above what's going on. That's bigger than me right now. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but I was thinking, you know what, adjust the schedule. So you start either late December or early January. This way you are basically only going against the NFL for a month, right? Because the NFL yeah. is king, king in this country and always will be. It's, it's, it's all about football on Sundays. And really throughout the season, you know, you watch ESPN, Fox Sports. It's all NFL talk until after the Super Bowl. And then you basically get the NBA at the forefront for – February, March, you know, April, May, June, and then that's it. But whereas I'm looking at it, okay, if, if they adjusted the schedule, said let's start in July, uh, get the season going on, you know, through August, and it kind of works out perfectly because if you go to the end of August, NFL kicks off in September. NFL has the sports, you know, calendar to itself, depending on what happens with baseball from September to December. So I almost think this is a, a way for the league to reshift and 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 maybe redo things because I, I I think that could work, but. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's gonna be, and I'm like when I'm saying this, I legitimately am like I'm fascinated by how this is all gonna play out. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just there's so many factors, there's so many variables that we don't know um, how the league is gonna proceed. But I, 
I do think that if they if if they do decide to do this season, um, you know, then maybe they'll have a December early or late December start for for 2020 2021 and go like 60 games or, or something like that. They'll have to you know look at the revenue and look at their contracts with their with their broadcast partners. I'm sure there's a lot again. There's a lot of factors at play, but. I ultimately do think that they will start the season in the end of July. I think you might have some players like a Kyrie Irving who, um, and again, I'm not saying he's not wanting to participate because the team doesn't have a shot at winning the championship, but I don't think guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis and Giannis and um, you know Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, I think all those guys are going to be willing to go. I just maybe think you might have some players on the lower-seeded teams who say, screw it, I don't want to be a part of this. So I, I, it's just going to be fascinating. I'm sure the next time we do this next week, we're going to have a lot more details and a lot more information on, on which way things are going to start going. Yeah, I, I and look, right now, the way I've kind of approached all of this, not just, you know, in regards to the NBA, but all of this, especially the protest for, for racial equality, the way I've basically approached it is my job here is to listen. My job he, he, <laughs> Ironically, while I'm paid to speak, my job societally right now is just to shut up and listen um, and and, you know, continue the conversation as best that I possibly can uh, using whatever platform that I, I, I have access to. Uh, but for the most part, you know, the, the wronged party here, it's for them to decide what is best for everybody in, you know, in, in that societal subsection and and then move forward however everybody agrees or, or or the most people agree that they should move forward here. And, and in this case with the NBA, uh -huh. um, while I have to give some kind of an opinion on what I've seen and 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 what I you know, what I am seeing moving forward, uh, if the NBA decides if if its players decide that what is best for them is to not play or play with uh you know is a, a i would imagine a huge focus on doing whatever they possibly can to continue this conversation and not be a distraction uh then then that's what they decide and and i i, I guess my job at that point would just be to hope for the best and hope that whatever they decide not just you know takes care of them in in terms of continuing their employment and uh, getting the NBA back on track, but more importantly, in terms of what serves society best and and what serves, uh, you know, all of of people of color uh, who have been targeted by the police uh, since you know since police started out as uh, people tasked with getting runaway slaves back back way early in our country's history. Yeah. Um, you know, when 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 if if the NBA decides that what is best for them and society moving forward is to to take a step back and see if they can continue this conversation, then we just got to hope that it works out. You know, and 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 we got to hope that it does actually drive the kind of change that we have seen already kind of uh, made over the last week or two. So who knows? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. It's it, like I said. It's it's one of those things that you know. It's it's great that we're people are talking about it and and 
Uh, and we're talking about the bigger issue, and 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 then when we get to the NBA stuff, I just think we're in wait and see mode. You know what I mean? And who thought that yeah. we'd be dealing with a pandemic on March the tenth? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and look at yeah. all the stuff that's happened since. So uh, this is one of those times where I'm like, we just got to roll with the punches, and and however things kind of shake out, um, they'll shake out. Anthony, I hope you're staying safe over there, my man. Uh, this was fun as always. We'll do this again next week. Absolutely, man. Stay safe out there and uh, and get that rental car insurance. Oh, yeah, everybody, yeah, don't ever waive the insurance. I'm, I'm telling you now, case in point. But uh, also, don't forget, uh, subscribe to our podcast, uh, our network. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it, we are there. And uh, don't forget, silverscreenandroll.com, all your Lakers needs. As me and Anthony said, we don't know exactly what's going to be happening with the NBA in the return, but as we get closer to and until we hear otherwise, uh, the season's going to get going in about six weeks. So head over to silverscreenandroll.com. Uh, Lakers content there updated daily. That does it for this episode. We'll talk to you all next week.